Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to gather together, to worship you and fellowship with one another. Father, we ask now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom. Father, I ask for a watch over my tongue, and we give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. <clears throat> so as um, little family was sitting in the backyard, and they were enjoying a, a fire, it was a cool night, and they were sitting around the fire, and, and a neighbor noticed the fire and walked over and, and spoke and came and was standing around talking to him for a minute and said, man, this is, this is a really, really nice fire. And the guy said, yeah, you know, I enjoy making fires from time to time. It really reminds me of my dad. He said, really? It reminds you of your dad? Did he teach you how to make fires? And he said, he did. So the guy stood there for a second kind of awkwardly and said, was he like a camper or survivalist or nothing? The guy sat there for a second and said, uh, no, he was an arsonist. <clears throat> I'll take him. I'll take all you got. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is, is being doers and not hearers. And it, and it <clears throat> it's not a new topic by any means, but, um, but it's important. And it really, 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 you know, separates us from who we're supposed to be, being doers. And like I said, I, I don't know why, but I, I, I continue to live sermons almost weekly. And <clears throat> uh, this week, we, we have a little project, and uh, we had to hand mix some concrete. I think we mixed six, uh, 73 bags which is really entertaining if you ever want to like get a good little workout. 73 bags of Quickcrete will get it to you. Anyway, and we, we, we were all done and ate some lunch, and I loaded up and come home, and I had to take the remaining concrete back to Lowe's, and I'm driving down 52. I have a blue barrel ratchet strapped down on the back of my trailer. And the Holy Spirit said to me almost audibly, hey, you should stop and check on that barrel. And I said, nah, it's good. I drove approximately a half a mile and watched in slow motion as the barrel came off of my trailer into the air, tumbled down the highway, and right into a Hyundai, is it an Elantra? Yes, a Hyundai Elantra. Bam! Knocked the front fender off of it. And I said, you know, it was a perfect spot to pull off right there. I could have stopped right there easily. So I did everything Right, Like I was in tune and I was listening and I heard. I just failed to do. I got all the way to the end of it like a good Christian and failed to do. And unfortunately, it was one of those times where I immediately got feedback that I should have listened. Uh, the young lady was okay. I, I, as soon as it come off, I started slamming on brakes. And she did everything but dodge it. She got really, really close. And she was a younger lady, and she was pretty upset. And she was on the phone when I got out of the truck, and I parked and started walking to her. And I was on this side of 50. And we're on 52, right? Like out there um, at the landfill road. So, I mean, it's traffic's going. So I finally get across the highway to her, and I'm like, sweetheart, are you calling the police? No, I'm calling my daddy. I'm like, okay, good. I'll call the police. Because one of us needs to call the police. And the policeman said, I can't believe you stopped. Well, I'm listening to that part. I know I'm supposed to stop. I'm not a heathen. I just didn't listen to the part where I was supposed to tie. And the ratchet strap popped. And, and it is what it is. But we had to be 
doers, once we, we, we need to be so in tune that we hear, but just to hear, <clears throat> that doesn't really get us to where we want to be. It didn't, it didn't by, I mean, it does say that faith comes by hearing, right? But then, but then Brother James says that faith without corresponding actions is dead. So I did all the stuff. I had the faith. I listened. I understood. I heard. I just failed to do. And in the Christian body right now, <clears throat> listen, if you can't hear God's word right now, you don't want to. There are a gazillion podcasts, Facebook preachers, internet preachers, scriptures on the internet. You got apps on your phone that'll talk to you and read scripture to you. And I have thrown my phone away somewhere. It's over there somewhere. You have all of these things that if you need God's word, it is readily available. Even when AT&T didn't have any service and the whole world was coming to an end, my Bible app still worked. It was still available. And then, believe it or not, I still tote around with me everywhere I go. Well, in my vehicle. stays in my. This one stays in my vehicle. I actually have paper. It's unheard of. This piece of paper still has God's word readily available. So to hear God's word is really, really easy. Probably at an all-time high. <clears throat> I mean, really. You don't have to get up and walk or ride your donkey however far to the synagogue and let them unroll the scrolls till they get exactly where they want to be in Isaiah to read, right? We don't, we're not in that. Mass print, the best-selling book in the world would be on the New York Times bestseller list from when it started till today. It would still be the number one book ever sold. God's word is readily available, but the doers, mm, I wouldn't say we're at an all-time high. <clears throat> it's pretty simple to hear, right? And it's slightly more difficult to understand, but to actually do is really the crux, right? And I, <clears throat> praying and meditating on this before I threw the barrel off the back of the truck, my, my prime example was going to be um, <clears throat> Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or Chopin or whoever, right? Now, that's a little more difficult to hear. And some of you may hear and not understand what you're hearing. And that's a good example compared to God's Word, right? People hear and don't understand. But the people who can hear and understand is in a category by their own. And then the people who can hear and understand and do well, that's an elite group of people now, isn't it? If you're trying to replicate classical music or any kind of music, that is a very elite group of people. I play the radio really well. Like, I can play the radio. I can listen to it, and I can say, no, it needs more bass or a little less treble, and I can get all the stuff right. I can play the radio. But if my life depended on beating on one of them things over there or any of the rest of the, in the instruments, I'd be down the river. I can hear, and I have a pretty good ear, and I can understand, not to the level that some folks, but to do, I can't do. Thank God in God's Word, <clears throat> we can do. So if you will, turn with me. <clears throat> of course, we're going to James first, right? He, he put this so very well. So the <clears throat> book of James, chapter 1. <clears throat> and, and the first sentence in this is really good. Verse 22. 
For do not merely listen to the word, and so you deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who looks in, at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Now some of us would probably like to forget what we look like after looking in the mirror, right? I mean, my, my eyes have swollen up. I, I, <clears throat> yeah, it's been one of them weeks. But if you're going to be who God wants you to be, if you're going to live up to your potential, if you're going to be the, the mother, wife, father, brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, employee, ambassador, light of the world, hands and feet of Christ, the, 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 the light in the desert, right? If you're going to be that, you can't be somebody who listens to it, just listens. And James says that you deceive yourself. You deceive yourself. I listen. I know what God's word says. I know what God's plan is for me. I know what everything it is. I think they had a movie uh, about that. It was named Failure to Launch. It got all the way to where it was supposed to leave the net. I, think the, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I think the guy never would move out of his parents' house. I think that was the premise of the movie. Failure to Launch. We have a lot of Christians that are T minus five, four, you know, I should probably, and, and we'd never get past the doing. If you look in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is, a, is all of the great people of, of throughout the Bible. And it says, like, by faith, they did something. Right? They went somewhere. They, they saved some folks. They built an ark. They... they went and preached God's word by faith. But, but it doesn't say, and by faith, they sat quietly on the couch knowing that they were supposed to be doing something else. It, it's not by faith. They, like I said, it, it, in, in Hebrews it says that would, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and you have to have it. The Good Samaritan, when they were walking down the road, he didn't walk by and say, thoughts and prayers, I'm sending them, and keep on walking. He didn't, he didn't not do anything. In fact, the reason that the story of the Good Samaritan is good is because he actually did, or they, I say it's a he, I think it's a he, they did. They showed up and did. Well, what did they do? Well, they paid for the hotel, and they cleaned the wounds, and they took care of him, and they left some money for in their stead, right? They had to do to be a Christian, you have to do. You have to show up, and you have to do. Now, <clears throat> it's real easy for me at this point in this sermon to say, and that means come to church, because I would like to see y'all again next Sunday. This is a do as well, but it's not just a do here. It's a do everywhere. It's to go into all the world and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and cast out demons, and talk in new tongues. And mama gets real nervous on that next part, and pick up snakes. She don't want to pick up snakes. She thinks that's um, metaphorically, we're not really picking up snakes. <clears throat> I think I told you this before, but it, it's worth repeating, especially at this part of the thing. When you're building this building, right, these two rooms right here, they're, they're, I don't know if y'all noticed, but there are two changing rooms right here. They're really storage rooms, but there are two rooms right here. And for the length of the project, they didn't have a floor in them. 
because everybody running electrical and plumbing and everything needed to be under the stage. So we didn't build a floor so you could just go in a room and get, at, get down. So we like pretty close to starting to wrap things up and the little electrician said, how high am I supposed to put the switch in this room? Because, you know, it's supposed to be this high off the floor, but the floor is way down there and, and there's no steps. And, his, and Philip, he said, I don't even understand what that room is going to be. And Philip and I were sitting in the old sanctuary, uh, the old social hall. And Philip said, oh, don't worry. That's the room we keep the snakes in. We ain't going to put no floor in there. We keep the snakes in there. And that boy said, oh, okay. And he left. It was a while before we, I said, Philip, you ain't told that boy we didn't really keep snakes in there? He said, nah. He knew that was a joke. So I called him later and said, hey, boo, that's a joke. We really don't have snakes in this church. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't going to judge now if that's what y'all want to do. I mean, we don't, we don't really have any snakes. <clears throat> but to be doers of the word, it's not just well, I know what it says, and I know it says I'm supposed to tithe, and I know it says I'm supposed to give, and it, know I, it says that I'm supposed to do this to the least of these, to feed and clothe, and I know it says that I'm supposed to be an ambassador, but does that really mean that I need to show up and do it? Like, that, I got to do that part too? <clears throat> I know it says that I need to renew my mind. I know it says that I need to pray without ceasing. I know it says that I'm supposed to be the light of the world. But I mean, really? Like, really, really? Like, just on Sunday mornings from 1045-ish to 1145-ish, that window, that hour. That's my hour. That's my Christian hour. No, we're supposed to do 24 hours a day, seven days a week, everything that God's Word says about us. <clears throat> Doers of the word. Um, Romans, let's go to Romans. I really want to. Eh. Romans chapter 2. <laughs> now, let me tell you, Romans as a whole, right? Paul is arguing with himself over the law versus grace and grace versus law and all the stuff, right? <clears throat> Um, chapter 2, verse 12, all who sin apart from the law will also perish apart from the law, and all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. 13, for it's not those who hear the law who are more righteous in God's sight, but those who obey it. it it's not the people who hear God's word that make good Christians. It's the people who actually put it in application in everyday life, rubber to the road, real life situations. That's when you look like a Christian. You don't look like a Christian because somebody ride by and see your car in the parking lot. You could be hiding out behind the building or something. You could be sitting in the back not paying attention. This does not make you a Christian. Having a personal relationship with Christ, that makes you a Christian. The fruit of having that personal relationship with Christ starts to make you look like a Christian. That love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what looks like a Christian. But you can have all of that fruit and still fail to show up and do. Still not a very good Christian. We're doers. <clears throat> We're not thinkers. We're not philosophizers. We're doers. It called us to do. 
to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, right, to cast out demons, to go and do. All of those guys and gals in Hebrews 11, they went and did. They went and did. And you can stand from the outset thousands of years later and, and you know that maybe they should have done different, right? You, you're much smarter than them, right? Like, like Jonah. You know, Jonah's an easy guy to pick on. Jonah was in a situation where he was the man of God. And Jonah heard from God, right? And God said, I want you to go and tell those people they need to repent and find me. And Jonah said, huh, them people is my enemy. They will kill me. They will beat me up. They will torture me. They don't like me. I'm not going there. And we all go, oh, Jonah should have known better. Oh, really, God never told you to do something you didn't do. I'm just glad when the barrel come off the trailer, there wasn't a fish swimming behind the truck. I'm just saying. I don't know. that I, my, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too ADD to be in the fish for three days and three nights. I don't believe there's a lot of room. I mean, you know, we had a Bible school one time, and, and, and Gary, Gary was Jonah, but we built the face of a fish. Mark helped us, and we, we, we built a giant fish head over here on the garage. It was like 1,000 degrees, and it was like the last good use of the pink carpet that lined the inside of the fish. It was perfect. And it was nice and 100 degrees in about, like, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning, I went and opened like three cans of sardines in the building because this theater, it's a, this is 4D. We want you to see and understand and smell. I couldn't be in that smell for three days. And, although I guess at some point in time, you probably quit smelling it, right? When you smell rotten fish for long enough, you probably, it just gets away. But we want to point at Jonah and say, man, he didn't do very good. He didn't do what God sent him to do. How dare him? Huh. How many times have we been faced with the exact same situation? I, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person that when God speaks to him, I don't always do exactly what I'm supposed to do. And, that, and that's on me, and I, I'm striving to be a better Christian, and y'all bear with me. And I'm sure none of y'all have ever been put in a situation where the Spirit moved on the inside of you and told you to go do something, and then you failed to go do it. Y'all right? Nobody's ever done that, right? Okay. It's those opportunities that are the best opportunities to show up and show that God is God. Now, not the barrel flying off the trailer. I mean, that's just dumb. I should have known better. But I guarantee you there are days that where you wake up and somebody is in your spirit. And you're like, I worry about them. I wonder what's going on with them. God, what's going on with them? I don't know. Be a doer. Pray for them, call them, talk to them, text them, send them a message. Go by and see them. Now, I know that's weird now. Nobody actually goes by and sees people who just shows up, like knocks on the door. Hey, how you doing? I just dropped by. So send them a message, an Instagram message, a Snap tweet, or whatever. Just go look at them for just a second. Call them on the phone. We, we were talking to Caroline yesterday, and she's back and forth, and they were, well, I wonder what this meant, and I wonder what that meant, and they're going back through the text messages. I'm like, I don't know, but here's a good idea. You could 
Pick up the telephone and actually talk to that person to where you can hear the inflection in their voice to where you know whether they are, 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 are not happy or are, are not mad. That's doable, right? We still possess that. I don't. It's going somewhere. But we still possess that technology, right? That you can actually call people and check on them. That you can actually, you know, do stuff for them. <clears throat> tell them how wonderful they are. Tell them how much God loves them. And, it, and that's not, this is not like a big feat. This is not like Jonah going into a strange land and, 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 and <laughs> demanding those people that they repent and turn to God. It's not that. It's calling your friend, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, the person that lives down the road, a co-worker, and checking on them. It's doing something nice for them. It's showing up when God tells you to. <clears throat> there are countless stories of people who were at their last, last, and said, God, if you're real, send me somebody. And some random person's driving down the road and just stops and talks to him and goes, I don't know why I'm supposed to talk to you, but God told me to. How many of those opportunities do we miss? And as Christians, man, that's got to be like, <clears throat> y'all heard, that, that, heard that song, Put Me In, Coach? Oh, coach, put me in, coach. Give me an opportunity to show up and show God's love and grace and mercy. <clears throat> Give me an opportunity to witness to somebody. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't done it personally, if you haven't stretched your faith far enough to where you go and talk to somebody about Christ, it is one of my top ten things to do in the whole world. It is unbelievable. And if you actually can hit it and, and, and God show up and their hearts moved and you get somebody saved, it's an incredible opportunity. And I personally am concerned over, Lord, have I missed any? That going and doing, it's imperative. That showing up and being who God called you to be, to be able to I mean, think about it. I know Mary might understand, Michael might understand, Thomas, the musicians might understand, right? Think about being able to, to hear Mozart, understand what's taking place, and then physically do it. Mozart's a genius, right? I mean, he's unbelievable. Think about then if you could hear God and understand it and show up and do it. Now, I would trade doing stuff for God versus playing Mozart a hundred times out of a hundred. I would like to be able to play Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or um, Garth Brooks. I don't care. I mean, I would like to be able to do. I mean, it doesn't have to be genius level. I would just like to have that ability. But, but versus having the ability to hear and understand God's word and show up and be the ambassador of Christ. Whew. That's a much better answer. <clears throat> Turn with me to the, the gospel according to Matthew. Now, Jesus has a little bit of stuff to say about this too, right? <clears throat> uh, doggone, I didn't mark it. Matthew chapter 2. Oh, come on, pages. Nope, that's a seven. Sorry. Man, 
Mr. Glenn used to tell me I write in tongues. I think he's right. <clears throat> there we go. Matthew 7, 24. That makes a lot more sense than two. Two is awful young in a career. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, <clears throat> everyone who hears the word of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain came down and the stream rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them in the practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. That, that's the difference between... It, it, let me see. Everyone who hears, yeah, everyone who hears... Uh, 25, everyone who hears, yeah, both of them heard. Both of them were in the same service. <clears throat> One wasn't excluded. Well, my church didn't teach that. One wasn't the, well, I never, I never seen that scripture before. Both heard. Both heard. Not one heard and the other one didn't hear. Both heard. Both were hearers of the word. One was a doer. If you're going to qualify us as Christians, I mean, I mean, Jesus said that um, you know, one was wise and one was foolish. I won't, I won't tell you all that. I'm just going to say that Jesus said that one was wise and one was foolish. The wise man shows up and puts into practice and meditates and prays and, and gives and does and lays hands on, Right? And the other one doesn't. Now, you can put your example of where you are or are not doing what God's Word said. Wherever it fits you. I mean, my, my particular instance still is tied to a blue barrel that had one little tiny dent in it that knocked the front fender off of a Hyundai Elantra. That's, that's me. I don't think any of y'all hit any cars with barrels this week. I felt kind of like Donkey Kong, though, for just a second as the barrel was rolling down the highway. If, if y'all ain't old enough, if y'all ain't young enough, to, Donkey Kong's a big monkey, throws barrels. Yeah, it's okay. But we are doers of the word. Doers have to be doers. Everybody likes to quote that, that, that Philippians verse, right? What does that Philippians verse say? Let's see. Um, not the one you're thinking about. Let's get a little quicker than that. Philippians 4. That's, we're getting there, right? Everybody knows that one. Um, but verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. <clears throat> whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice. Put it into practice. That means start doing it. But everybody wants to talk about 13, so I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Right? That's the one we like to put on the, on the face paint when we go into, when we skip practice three days last week, but we expect to really play good in the game. We put it on our little eye black. Still says that I, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's not that I can hear all things or that I can, you know, think about doing. It's actually the do. 
is to do. And it's tough. And I know you think, well, I don't want people to think I'm crazy if I start trying to do this stuff. Well, I mean, I, I would rather be in a situation where I was lining up with God's Word and not necessarily what, what the current trend is. I don't know if y'all notice or not, the current trends are not all that spectacular. <clears throat> Me and Mr. Bill were talking about today about what matters and what don't matter. I would think most of what we worried about is not matter. I mean, I don't think whether or not you get into heaven depends on whether or not your team won last week or not. I sure praise God it don't because I would be in trouble. I've been a game cop my whole life. We wouldn't make it. We wouldn't be able to see it from where I'm looking from. Unless it's women's basketball and then we got a chance. It's doers. We're doers. God made you to do his word. To have a relationship with him, to hear his word, to understand it, and to put it into practice. Now you can know every teaching, every thought, all of the stuff. You can have all of the principles of Christianity. You can have all of the things. And if you don't do it is worthless to you. It's nice reading. Pretty good trivia. You know, if it, look, <clears throat> if it comes up on Jeopardy and it says New Testament or Old Testament, I always feel like, oh, baby, I'm getting ready to bust this category. <clears throat> but the reason that we have this information is where we can do. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you and praise you for this message. Father, we pray that it will go out and it will not return void. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word, and we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen.